Will the 49ers duo Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel do it again in a great matchup against the Buccaneers? How about rookies Tank Dell and Jaden Reed? We break it down for you as you look at our wide receiver and tight end rankings on week 11, only on Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Iron, and I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL fantasy and betting for SportingNews.com. Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Majuk, researcher for NFL Network and fantasy analyst for NFL.com. Yeah, together, we're Locked On Fantasy Football, your destination to dominate your leagues and become the fantasy football player smartest in your league we're part of locked on podcast network your team every day your fantasy football team every day it is a crossover thursday all across the network so check it out to break down the games this upcoming weekend with our team podcast the crossover thursday episode is brought to you by price picks the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports go to pricepicks.com slash locked and use the code lowercase locked on NFL for first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. All right, Michelle, time to dive into my favorite part of the week because I like looking at corner matchups and seeing coverages and all that good stuff. We look at our wide receiver and tight end ranking. So let's start right here. You have the 49ers, they had all their players go off last week, which doesn't happen very often. But they do get the Buccaneers this week. As we saw a couple weeks ago, all the Texans went off on the Buccaneers' defense, not so much with the Titans, but the 49ers at home got Trent Williams healthy, got Debo healthy. Everyone's healthy. Everyone's in the mix here for Brock Party. We liked him as a top-10 quarterback play. Pretty high. We have to be pretty high, I think, this week uh, with uh, Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. Yeah, I thought I was super high in Brandon Brandon Ayuk having him at wide receiver 11. You have him all the way up at wide receiver 6. I will say, like, Brandon Ayuk started so strong, right? In week 1, he ended as the wide receiver 2 in fantasy. But these are his last 6 or 5 finishes, the last 5 weeks he's played. Wide receiver 36, 33, 35, 22, 23. I, I don't think he has a super high ceiling in any given week. Uh, he's just kind of meh. Like he, he's just that guy that you plug in. He'll get you a decent fantasy points. He's a good low end wide receiver too. I do think it'll be a better week for him than normal, right? That's why I'm at wide receiver 11. I can't get him all the way up there to wide receiver six, but you are also super high on Debo as well at wide receiver 12. I have Debo down at wide receiver 21, but still a, a playable guy. He just, he doesn't get that consistent target usage. So it comes down to, does he get, you know, those rushes or that rushing touchdown really? Cause he can absolutely destroy your lineup. He's ended twice as a wide receiver, a hundred or worse, which is absolutely insane. Uh, but the Buccaneers is just a great matchup. Third most fantasy points allowed to wide receivers this season. So they both could have huge games. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if Brock Purdy can feed them all. Yeah, that's the thing is he was so efficient last week. He didn't have to use a lot of targets, and he got long plays to George Kittle. He got a long touchdown to Brian Ayuk. They involved Debo in the rushing attack, which got him the touchdown. So all these things, it was a perfect storm. I mean, Kyle Juszczyk scored, and 
in a rare occurrence that we hadn't seen ever, Christian McCaffrey did not score as a 49er. So that opened things up as well. So we'll see if all that lines up again. But, man, we saw the Buccaneers against a good offense that has a lot of weapons. And keep in mind, the Texan scheme is borrowed on the 49er scheme. So there should be a lot of passing yards there available here to attack in a very similar way that Houston did. Now, Devonta Smith, he's been a bit of a polarizing guy. Because, look, he started out well when A.J. Brown was doing nothing. Then it became the A.J. Brown absolute domination where he turned from the squeaky wheel to just getting basically all the plays going to him. Now, however, we talked about it as a player to trade for. Michelle brought him up. Devonta Smith really good here in the spot here because, look, they're going to have to throw quite a bit in this game against the Chiefs, and it should be a high-scoring affair. We know he had a pretty big Super Bowl against this defense. And so that's why I'm going all the way up to wide receiver. I think this is more a week for him. I think this might hurt A.J. Brown a little bit because now you can double-team him. The, usually the things reserved for the middle of the field for Dallas Goddard, you're not as worried. So now you can put some over-the-top help, stop A.J. Brown. That's going to give up some single coverage here to Devonta Smith. So that's why I like him a lot. And so, Michelle, you have him at wide receiver eight. And again, it's a little bit role reversal here, aggressive with Devonta Smith. But I have him at 17, so I really like him this week overall. Yeah, the, the thing here with Devonta Smith, it's not just that this is, should be a high-scoring matchup. It's that there's no Dallas Goddard. And last year when we saw there was no Dallas Goddard, he had at least eight targets in all of those games. Like, the target share just increases for him. He averaged 84 receiving yards during those games, nearly 16 fantasy points per game with, with some bigger games in there as well. So I, I, I like Devonta Smith moving forward as long as Goddard's not there. And in this high-scoring matchup, it'd be like he should have a really nice game. Another guy that I brought up that I wanted to trade for was DJ Moore. And we're both high on him this week. You have him at wide receiver 10. I moved him up right to around wide receiver 10 as well after initially doing my rankings. I, I really, I kind of really like this matchup against the Lions. This game, this Chicago Bears-Lions game has the highest over-under of the week on DraftKings at 47 and a half. It's tied with the Cardinals-Texans game. That shocks me because that, that means they believe the Bears will score a lot with the Lions. The Lions are allowing the 11th most fantasy points per game to wide receivers this season, so not a scary matchup. And with Fields back, we saw DJ Moore just destroying fantasy with Fields to start the season. He was the wide receiver five in fantasy points per game through the first five weeks of the season, and he did nothing in week one. But out from weeks two, three, four, five, he was just killing it with Fields. Yeah, um, let's just hope his thumb cooperates the rest of the week and he's good to go here. I mean, it is a painful injury. That's why we haven't seen him on the field. So if that's the case, you feel pretty good because uh, DJ Moore would probably get the Cameron Sutton matchup. So that's not bad. He would avoid the one inside that's really tough here with Brian Branch because Darnell Mooney has been lining up in the slot. So that's really good news here for DJ Moore where the matchup really lines up. And yes, we want that garbage time, and that's what we can get with Justin Fields. I don't like Justin Fields individually this week. I think you know, this defense and him being a little rusty, I'm not going to love that. But I think he'll facilitate DJ Moore and Cole Komet here. So that's a good thing. That's what we're looking for. DJ Moore just too good in this particular matchup not to get it done with volume. So looking forward to that. Now, another duo that isn't Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, but plays in the NFC West. Uh, that's been volatile. They were hot for a couple games there together, but it's been pretty underwhelming since they got there and played as teammates, Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. 
Now, if you look at it, I would say Puka has a slightly better matchup on the outside. I think he would get Trey Brown for the most part, but I think it might be a little bit tougher on Cooper Cup if they put Reek Woolen on him and give him some help. So I don't know what is going to go on with this passing game, but one good news that we are getting here is Matthew Stafford looks good to go to return. So if Stafford's in, you feel a lot better about these assets. And again, you're hoping that the Seahawks come out firing. So you have the Rams having high volume in this game. Yeah, the Cooper Cup thing is so weird because he came back from injury, had two really good weeks, and then just completely disappeared, right? Even with Stafford, I mean, wide receiver 61 and wide receiver 73. And then obviously the week before the bye, when they had to play with Brett Rippon, it was just garbage for both of them. I will say I feel better about Cooper Cup. I don't know why, but I feel better about Cooper Cup in this matchup. Puka Nakua is just kind of like the at now he's high upside. We know that, but I'm, I'm a little bit more nervous. I think Cooper Cup leads the team in targets with Matthew Stafford. Like dealing with the injury, still, I think he's going to go back to just relying on his number one guy. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, and we'll have better indication, I think, the rest of the year. But again, at least they're back playable. If it was Brett Rippon or someone else, we would not have gone in that direction. But really glad that Stafford only missed a game and a bye here. So that's huge here for the Rams going forward and we don't necessarily want to see Carson Wentz on the field there so that's good right now for Stafford and his prospects I wouldn't play Stafford but again I think he can get the ball to these guys Cup and Nakua now we will get into our next group of wide receivers there and then close looking at tight end rankings and where we like certain guys or don't like certain guys this week before we do that, I do have to tell you that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Before, again, we get into the rest of the wide receivers, we have to talk about one of our fantastic sponsors. This episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is brought to you by DoorDash. Look, I love Sundays. I work on Sunday, but I also can sit there and watch all the games, absorb all the fantasy love there and uh, people going off. And I don't want to leave. I want to watch these games. A lot of them have exciting finishes. We had five games come down to walk-off field goals. So, yeah, I want to. I don't want to leave anywhere, but I'm covered. If I need something to uh, provide sustenance and uh, get me through an NFL Sunday – I can always count on DoorDash, and DoorDash is going to come through for you. Whether you needed something from the grocery store, they're going to deliver for that. And they're also going to bring it to your local favorites here. If you need uh, pizza, wings, the traditional things, soda, burgers in your house, they got it covered for you. So chips, dips, we all want to be prepared before game day as well. So whether it's during the game, before or after, you're covered with DoorDash there. So you can kick back at kickoff, absorb all the action, and then be well-fed and taken care of. And they will take care of you at DoorDash. You can count on their reliable service all the time. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCK23. That's LOCK23. That's subject to change. Terms do apply. Check it out. Get everything you need this football season. That's $50 off up to $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCK23. Again, Lock 23 for 50% off, up to a $10 value. Subject to change, terms do apply. 
All right, Michelle, time to continue our look at the wide receiver rankings and some on the middle to lower tier, borderline wide receiver twos and threes. All right, Cortland Sutton. All right, we looked at him and he made an amazing catch. That you, That's all you can say. I mean, it was a pretty good game for him fantasy-wise. He's definitely been locked in as Russell Wilson's number one receiver. So he had that touchdown. He had more than 50 yards receiving. So good game for him on Monday night. Terry McLaurin, however, not coming off a great week. Uh, Jahan Dotson and him disappeared as it was the running back show there in Seattle for the commanders. So I do like both of them this week. Terry McLaurin, it's a division game. Division game, that's where you want Terry McLaurin. He just owns all these uh, teams. Corlin Sutton has just been balling. And look, he has a really good matchup, I think, on the outside, especially if a Caleb Evans misses the game for the Vikings. Yeah, with Cortland Sutton, it's so much is going to come down to touchdowns. That's pretty much where he's getting all of his points. But it seems to be he's the only one catching touchdowns for the Broncos, and it's a it's a nice matchup for him against the Vikings there. And then with Terry McLaurin, I never get excited playing him. Like, he's a playable guy, but, I mean, he's finished yeah, as a top 20 wide receiver <laughs> just twice this year. He hasn't finished inside the top 12 at all this season. Like, there's just no upside there with him, and he, he you can put it. There's also, like, no floor either. It's not like he's always yeah. safe either. So he's definitely playable. It's just never an exciting play. Two guys I am excited to play this week. Tank Dell. I'm always excited to play him. But he, I have him ranked at wide receiver 19. And Marquise Brown. I'm still going to stay on this Marquise Brown train. I know the first week back with Kyler Murray, it didn't end up being that great. We're really pretty bad. But I have him still ranked as wide receiver 25. Just out of the wide receiver 2 range. But I still think he's a good wide receiver 3 slash flex play this week against the Texans where they should be passing a lot. So these two guys are playing in the same game. I love them both. You actually have both. Uh, you have Brown ranked outside your top 35 and Dell ranked at 28. So I'm a good bit higher than you on both of them. Yeah. What's hard to determine with the Texans is who's all going to be healthy, right? I mean, Robert Woods came back and now Nico Collins looks like he might be back, but now Noah Brown missed practice early the week. So it's hard to figure out how many receivers are going to be out on the field and which receivers out there for C.J. Stroud. So if you add more guys, I mean, Noah Brown can line up the slot. You know, Robert Woods is not much of a threat, but it's still another mouth defeat if he's out there. And uh, just different guys uh, making some plays. Even had uh, John Mechie show up. So getting a little too crowded. Let's uh, curb it down here and keep it like Dell, Schultz, and Collins. And let's uh, keep some of these other guys out of it. But yeah, that's my only concern, but look, he's still a playable asset, obviously. Now, Brown, I think if you've got some better options, you could sit Marquise Brown. Now, look, the matchup last week was not very good. He did not come through against A.J. Terrell. He just was overmatched. If he gets a big corner who can run with him, it's over. This week, it's a little bit better, but they have a good secondary with Derek Stingley Jr. back there, so just a little bit buyer beware. I think if we want Stingley a little bit on Michael Wilson, that'll help in this game, and you want Brown to run some of those inside routes, right? I mean, it was a lot of Trey McBride last week. So let's hope. Let's hope. He's too talented to not use. Maybe they're phasing him out. He's a free agent. I don't know. But he needs to come through this week big time as the number one target. So we'll see how that goes. Now, Tank Dell, rookie we've been high on all season. Michelle, we really love these other two rookies this week, and they both often line up in the slot and almost uh, exclusively here. Jane Reed of the Packers and Rashi Rice of the Chiefs. 
Yeah, I really like Jaden Reed's matchup a ton. So, hey, I'm just liking what I see out of Jaden Reed. I mean, I liked him going up against the Steelers because I, I loved his matchup then. But just watching him play, like really concentrating on that Packers-Steelers game the whole time because I'm a huge Steelers fan. Jaden Reed impressed me. And he by like I do just think he's by far the most talented wide receiver they have on that team. And sooner or later, like he'll get more targets. But he doesn't even need a ton of targets because he gets those big chunk plays. He gets the touchdowns. So... And what I love about this Chargers matchup is not just they're bad against wide receivers in fantasy. They're so bad against slot wide receivers, just yeah. slot receivers in general, allowing the second most receiving yards out of the slot this year. Jaden Reed leads the team by far in receiving yards, receptions, touchdowns out of the slot this year. So I, I just love his matchup for him this week. So I, when it comes down to Jaden Reed or Rasheed Rice, I like them both, but I would lean more on the Jaden Reed side. And with Rasheed Rice, it really just has a lot to do with the matchup against the Eagles and you expect it to be a high scoring game. The Eagles are just allowing a ton of fantasy points to wide receivers this year. Yeah, this is actually not a good matchup on the outside for Marquez Valdez Scanlon because he's a speed receiver. So this is great for Rashi Rice in the middle of the field. They're constantly shuffling bodies in there at slot corner because they've had a lot of injuries. Amante Maddox and some of these guys they were counting on for the Eagles for inside coverage. Uh, that's where teams are exploiting them away from those veteran corners. So Rashi Rice is in a perfect position to take advantage of that. They did uh, bring Bradley Roby in, so we'll see. But Roby is a better outside corner, so we'll see. Uh, it'll be key, but I do like the matchup on paper with Rice to dominate. And Jane Reed, look, we talked about the guy just Sir Taylor. Amon Ross St. Brown just destroyed him last week. So, again, double matchups here for Reed that are really good against uh, slot corners, young and old. So, I like Reed. I'm actually playing him, Michelle. This leads them or leads us into our next player. I'm actually playing Jaden Reed in the league over Calvin Ridley this week. It's not, it's true. I'm just doing it because the matchup is so good. That's how good the matchup is and how bad Ridley's playing, I guess. Yeah, I mean, with Calvin Ridley, it's just one of those things like, you know, you could get a 100 yard game out of him, but it hasn't happened in a long time. And he's not getting consistent target share. And even in week eight, when he got 10 targets, it did turn into 14 fantasy points. And you were going to take that, right? You, you're fine with that. But it's just too volatile. Like, I, I cannot trust Calvin Ridley in my lineups. It's one of those I... I just don't want to have to deal with him. So he's, yeah, he's both finally ranked outside our top 35 wide receivers. He's just way too hard to trust. And I, I that's how we went with yesterday's show with Trevor Lawrence and our quarterback rankings. It's just, I'm sure sooner or later he'll have a good game, but it's just too hard to trust him in any given week. Uh, we will talk about Jaguars tight end Evan Ingram. Can we trust him this week? Unlike you know, Calvin Ridley and Trevor Lawrence. But first, I want to talk about another one of our awesome sponsors. This episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is brought to you by Jace Medical. We spend a lot of time talking together, you and I. We get fired up together on wins and losses, who starts and who sits. And I'm very thankful for that connection we have. But today, I want our chat to be a little more personal. Whether you're on extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage, you are covered, my friend. Thanks to our partners at Jace Medical, life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply. Even ED generics for Cialis, Viagra, 
or Revadio prescriptions. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I'm thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half in order to have them. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered an antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies, and I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code LOCKDOWN for $20 off your purchase. That's J-A-S-E-Medical.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. All right, Vinny, we have the same exact top eight tight ends this week now a little bit of a different order but pretty much the same travis kelsey tj hawkinson dalton kincaid mark andrews sam laporta george kittle dalton schultz and trey mcbride i am extremely happy playing any of those eight like not worried about it they're not all gonna going to perform because that's just not what happens in fantasy football but they all have a good chance of performing well this week now after that our rankings get a little bit different right so I have two other guys that I am happy playing this week, and that's where the list ends. It's Evan Ingram and Cole Komet. I'm happy playing them. You also have Komet at 10, so I think you're you're relatively happy playing him as well. But Evan Ingram, I have at tight end 9. You have him at tight end 14. So that's really our big difference here in the tight end rankings. Why are you so scared of Evan Ingram this week? Yeah, um, last week it was a tough matchup. We know the 49ers and Fred Warner really hard, but the Titans are pretty good even without Kevin Byard in there at safety against the tight end because partly because you can just exploit their corners. And I, I think Christian Kirk is just the preferred guy in the middle of the field right now. So Evan Ingram, he's kind of like the Terry McLaurin of tight ends. He's just kind of boring. You just plug him in there and he doesn't really score. Like remember that game last year where he just randomly had three touchdowns? That kind of lifted his status for a long time, right? And he's kind of like David Njoku. He's a little bit of a rich man's David Njoku where he is available at some point and he's okay, but he doesn't excite you like those other guys. And like, if he's not exciting you and we've got other guys that can do that, I mean, there's some guys that I would rather play over him this week. You look at Logan Thomas uh, this week. It's a great matchup against the Giants. Uh, Cole Komet, Lions do give up a lot to tight ends as well. So Really, all these uh, top eight guys that you mentioned, great matchups. The kind of the fringe guys don't really have the great matchups here. So, yeah, I do say that you look at Jake Ferguson, you can't sit him. You can't sit. Oh, I see. I think you can sit Jake Ferguson pretty easily, especially over. So with Evan Ingram, he's actually been way better than he was last year. I mean, he's been relatively extremely uh, just consistent. He has finished outside the top 12 tight ends just twice this year with last week being one of them. He has just three finishes outside the top seven fantasy wide receivers this year. It's just been five, six, seven, seven, six. Like that's how many top seven finishes he has this week or this year. Yeah. He's never been one, two or three. Doesn't have the super high ceiling. I'm also not scared of the Titans matchup at all. They face like nobody that no tight ends besides Mark Andrews. And he had a fine game, 69 yards, four receptions and six targets. But I mean, without Kevin Byard, they face the Steelers without Pat Farmer. They don't 
utilize a tight end. They faced the Buccaneers, mm-hmm. Kate Otten, who cares? And they faced the Falcons three weeks ago and they refused to use Kyle Pitts. So what they really have not faced anybody, right? So I'm not worried about the matchup. I will say with Jake Ferguson, the matchup is really bad for him. It's not even like the Panthers are good defense. They just, you know, teams just don't really have to throw on them. But allowing the third fewest fantasy points to tight ends this year. And with Ferguson, it's really just come down to touchdowns. I mean, that's pretty much where all of his fantasy production is coming. His target share is very highly inconsistent from week to week. I don't think they really need him in this game. And unless he comes, if he doesn't catch a touchdown, I think he's going to have a miserable game. So I'm okay sitting Ferguson this week if I have one of those other 10 guys I mentioned before. Yeah, for me, Michelle, just I want to attach myself to the hot passing game that's getting everyone involved versus the cold one, right? And that's what I want. I want Dak Prescott. I know he's going to come through, and they're not going to mind throwing it, even if uh, the strength is uh, the run game versus the run defense. They didn't mind throwing it last week either, right? So I just look at, do I want to be attached more to the Cowboys or the Jaguars this week? I don't think it's a close thing, even if the matchup is good, right? But the matchup is fine for the Cowboys, so... That's how I kind of look at it. I think if this is safe to say, I think Ferguson might be a little bit of a volatile play with the floor versus ceiling, but I think Evan Ingram is the kind of the middle of the road play. So maybe I'm a ceiling guy and that's <laughs> where we're going. And I think two rookies also have some high ceiling this week. They actually have looked good in uh, recent weeks here. They just need more usage. That's the bottom line here. Luke Musgrave and Michael Mayer. Now look, they've let Dalton Kincaid and Sam Laporta have too much fun in this rookie class. They need to get in it i think they can finish strong here musgrave is a big play tight end the Chargers struggle with that type of person i know they didn't uh, let sam laporta do anything but did have a touchdown allowed to brock Wright last week so they still got in the end zone with a different tight end detroit against the Chargers. and then you look at michael mayer great catch last week went up and got it just owned his guy gotta just throw it up to him and the dolphins and the cannot cover the tight end so i think this is a very good spot for both of these rookies to maybe flex a little bit more yeah, I like Musgrave a, a bit more just because of the matchup. Like you said, Brock Wright got into the end zone last week. The week prior, Tyler Conklin had six for 66. Uh, the week prior to that, Travis Kelsey, I mean, that's Travis Kelsey, but he had 179 yards and a touchdown. And then in week eight, uh, Cole Komet had 17.9 fantasy points against them with 10 receptions, 79 yards. So over the last four weeks, the Chargers have just been beat by tight ends. So it all just comes down to Ken Luke Musgrave either catch that big pass, which the last two weeks, I mean, he's had over 50 yards without having more than three receptions. So he could do that. But I would love to just see his target share increase again. Four targets, four targets, three targets. Those are the last three weeks. I would love to just see more targets from him to feel better about plugging him in. But I do think he has upside this week. Michael Mayer is just a complete dart throw. Do they use him because they have to come back in this Dolphins matchup? Because, you know, the target share is not there for him either. I have one name thrown out there. So it's he plays tonight on Thursday Night Football. Tanner Hudson, the Bengals tight end. Is he a sneaky play with T Higgins already marked out tonight? He's going to be out. But last week he saw seven targets the week before he saw five. It's not turning into a ton of receiving yards, but six receptions last week is like, if you just need a guy in your lineups and PPR that can score eight to 10 points, is Tanner Hudson a sneaky play? Yeah, he was on my radar last week as a person to play with uh, Travis Kelsey out. I just needed one week tight end, and I'm in a deep league where nobody's available. So it was down to him and Michael Mayer. And so 
Unfortunately, I didn't choose the right way. It would have been Michael Mayer with a touchdown, but he wasn't that bad. I mean, Tanner Hudson was pretty good last week, and the key is getting that linebacker coverage in the game tonight. And keep in mind, uh, you have a couple receivers out. T. Higgins is out, and also Andre Ausvas is out for this game. So down some weapons here. I'm just a little concerned. It's still a committee, right? I mean, Drew Sample's the blocker. Irv Smith is still out there. So I'm just a little concerned that they're not going to force targets to him. I, I and uh, I think the one thing that could help is Tyler Boyd has an atrocious matchup this week, but they might actually get a break with uh, Marlon Humphrey missing out. So this could just be a Jamar Chase high-volume game. But I wouldn't mind it. Like, if you're really hurting, the matchup is not terrible. And, look, that's what we want to do here. And, look, you might not have Dallas Goddard, right? That could be a reason that you need to find some tight end in deep league, go in that direction. Sure, do it. It's better than the Kate Otten-type play this week, I would say. So yeah, or that's Gerald what I was going to say. Like, if you're yeah. if you're staring down, like, the Gerald Everett's or the Kate Ottens or the Chigakonkos, like, I would rather just take <laughs> yeah. the huge dart throw on Tanner Hudson. Yeah, You absolutely. know, he's getting the targets. And if he catches a touchdown tonight, then he is going to be good because you know he's going to – I think he's going to get a handful of targets with T. Higgins still out. That's where it's been trending so yeah i mean it's definitely risky but i just think that's another name out there if you're desperate and just trying to find anyone on waivers yeah i mean again don't discount any of these guys i mean it's the time of year as we've talked with fading trevor lawrence and calvin ridley we're not concerned about who the players are right just what is their production what's their profile what's their talent what are they going to do for our fantasy team and look a lot of big name players have disappointed a lot of smaller name players that we didn't have on our radar have come through so i think tanner hudson could definitely be one of those but i'm excited because it's a great thursday night game and i just want to see a lot of points in that game between the Bengals and ravens and make us all very happy in fantasy so that's a good look at our uh, wide receiver and tight end rankings the what stands out here for week 11 don't forget we do close the week looking at our top sleeper picks, those are the deep sleepers, our flex plays that you want to look at. Of course, our price picks picks of the week. We've been doing really well this season, so I'm excited to reveal those to you. We'll make three each of those. So a lot of good uh, things to close the week for you, Locked on Fantasy Football. For this edition of Locked on Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Heyer. And I'm Michelle Majuk. Bye, y'all.